Welcome to the Psychology World Podcast. I'm Connor Whiteley, bringing you with psychology news, articles and other interesting psychology related articles. Here I can find the podcast notes and more interesting psychology related things and you can get your free 8 psychology book box set at connorwhiteley.net. Now let's get on to the show. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 184 of the Psychology World Podcast with me, Colin Wiley. And today's episode is on How does Terror Management Theory Link with Christmas? And it is Thursday the 15th of December 2022 as I record this. So today's episode is definitely a great way to wrap up 2022 because even though this sounds like quite a like, bleak episode because we're talking about death and death anxiety I promise you this is not bleak or depressing because this really does have a great really quite uplifting um, message out of the end of it. So please definitely keep listening. This is a great fun and and I really did enjoy today's episode. So moving on to the psychology news section, we've been from the British Psychological Society Research Digest. And this one is from the 8th of December 2022. So, but the first one is, the placebo effect can make us move even faster. The placebo effect is a, a pretty astounding thing. Inert pills can do a thing from relief pain to, to reduce symptoms of depression. If we expect them to be effective, and sometimes even if we know they're a placebo, but the effect occurs in non-medical contexts too. Researchers have found that placebo treatment can enhance creativity, for instance, and even boost cognitive performance. Now, a study in scientific reports has shown that a placebo can make us move faster. After sham electrical stimulation to the arm, participants made faster goal-directed movements, a finding that could help her develop rehabilitation studies for people with motor impairments. So, to be honest, there's not a lot I can say about this, which is the placebo effect. You really have got to love it. If you... If you're ever bored before New Year, or, yeah, right, New Year, or even like next year, just spend five or ten minutes trying to find the literature on it because it is fascinating. And some of the results are just head shakingly funny because they're true and they're good research, but it's just amazing what we can trick ourselves to believe. And leave and it's honestly fascinating. I think it has to be one of my favourite effects because it's just it's just amazing and it really does show the power of the human mind. So it's just great and 
I really do like recommend just like looking it up. So the second one is higher self-esteem benefits adolescents' well-being. In uh, the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, and as the cost of living crisis looms, but I mean, in all fairness, it's hardly looming. We're in it. We're in the thick of it. More and more young people are experiencing poor well-being. Is it an important then to identify factors that can predict and protect against the declines in well-being in adolescence? Self-esteem has been linked to better well-being, but the direction of this effect is not really clear, particularly in our teen years. Now, new research finds that higher self-esteem in early adolescence does indeed enhance subjective well-being a few years later. The study suggests that younger people could benefit from interventions targeting self-esteem, as well as those designed to help ease the transition to a secondary school and combat bullying. So, um, it's actually like quite nice that the actual um, research article itself has actually like done recommendations, but I know that when I was in secondary school, there were some, well, I would say during like former time, so for like half an hour a day, the day there were some classes, I would sort of say, were designed to increase well-being and um, self-esteem, but the problem with anything school-related <laughs> is that unless it's part of a curriculum, schools don't really focus on it, and sometimes they do it quite half-heartedly. This was uh, one of those times, so I would say yes, you can give classes or interventions or anything school-related, adolescents to improve self-esteem and well-being but unless you've got the people to deliver it effectively and unless the um, teenagers themselves are interested then I don't know I sort of feel like you're not wasting your time because you're still giving them the information it's just they might not use it effectively so, it's a tough one, but I'm sure that some of you, like, listeners do, like, have, like, children, um, family members that are, like, adolescents. So, I would just say, maybe, yeah, but, like, maybe, like, um, recommend it to them, focusing on their self-esteem, or, I don't know, but just trying to apply this information to improve their lives. So, the last one is, and this one I do like. Tackle food neophobia to encourage people to eat more insects. It might be too much to egg expect people to swap a, a Christmas turkey for Christmas crickets, but getting a people in a the West wheat insects is on a paper a brilliant idea. Insects are sustainable to farm and they're healthy. 
many are a um, rich source of not just cholesterol-free protein, but also fats, calcium and zinc. The problem, of, of course, is that whilst the billions of the people in the world do eat in the sex, many Westerners, including those who would happily peel on and munch on a prawn, find the idea of it disgusting. Now, where a paper in personality and individual differences identifies one possible solution and encourage people to become more adventurous eaters. The team finds that food neophobia or fear of new food predicted whether US participants would try a roasted cricket whilst feelings of disgust or hunger did not. So this I think is just brilliant because um uh, because I remember watching the Great British Bake Off uh, this year and uh, previously uh, commented uh, on someone using a cricket flower because and like she mentioned that they're sustainable and they have a sort of like, nutty flavour and I have sort of seen them I've just not picked them up. I saw them a few years ago, so I wouldn't have like picked them up like back then. Any yeah, but, like any way though. But I think eating insects. I completely agree with like this article in every single sense though, because billions of people all around the world do eat them, and they're fine. And also, if you think about the stuff that Westerners eat. Then come on, they're quite disgusting. For example, prawns. That is that is like quite disgusting because you have to de-shell them, and some of them still have the eyes of them. And it's like um white bait, battered um white bait because they're battered. But if you eat into them, as one of my dad's friends found, then. Like, <laughs> <laughs> then you make your eyes like looking like back at you. Of course they're tiny eyes, but it's still the same sort of thing though. All food in its basic form is actually quite disgusting. So it's quite interesting to think about why do we find some food acceptable but others not, even though at the end of the day it's all just as disgusting as each other. So really interesting. And I know that it all comes down that like culture, because of like Western culture, eating their prawns and uh, seafood like other food, that's normalised, but other food is not. And the same goes for Eastern cultures. So it's honestly fascinating, because on paper it just makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, that is just such a great one, and I really did enjoy that. And as always, I always love to hear your thoughts and feelings on today's episode, so you can always email me, connorwhitelyconnorwhitely.net. You can always leave a comment of the show notes at connorwhitely.net forward slash podcast, and you can always tweet me on Twitter at sci-fi I always love to hear from all of you because it really helps make the podcast 
fill up my conversation. And you can always leave a comment on the Facebook post at Connor Whiteley, Psychology Author. And today's episode has been sponsored by Social Psychology, a guide to social and cultural psychology for tradition. And the reason why this is a great sponsor for today's episode is because today's podcast episode focuses on how right terror management theory means to Christmas. But in this great book that not only does it cover terror management theory in a lot more different contexts and it actually goes into a lot more depth on it, it talks about tons of other fascinating topics. For example, the psychology behind persuasion, social groups, um, the individual, social identity, and there's so many more topics that you're going to absolutely love. And like always, this book is written in my normal conversational and in occasion style, but so don't worry, you will not be reading a boring textbook. So whatever is social psychology, a guide to social cultural psychology for tradition, available from all major ebook retailers, and you can get the paperback and hardback version from Amazon, your local bookstore, or local library if you request it. So that's now the psychology news section. So let's move on to the content part of today's episode. So moving on to the content part of today's episode. So we're going to be talking about what terror management theory teaches us about the holidays. So I have to admit first of all, even though this is a fantastic podcast episode and a great way to actually end the year, this does get a little bit, I don't know, I would say dark in the sense that we're talking about death and that we're going to die. But um, at the end of it, it, this does have a really good, really uplifting um, holiday-themed ending. So definitely um, keep uh, listening. (laughs) So let's dive into it. How Terror Management Theory Connects to Christmas The holidays and the Christmas season is a wonderful time of year, filled with singing, presents and most importantly, well at least to me, the food. Oh yes, and the friends and the family too. I love Christmas because it is always such a fun time of year and it's so nice to have a little downtime towards the end of the year when we can all come together to give our presents, spend time together and see our friends and family. However, we also need to remember that a Christmas can also be a, a strange time of year for all of us too, because of the friends and family members that we've lost. I know that that is always a minor theme as our Christmas Day celebrations, because my paternal granddad comes, comes to us every Christmas now, 
only uh, because my uh, grandma died in April of 2020. Thankfully, that wasn't COVID-related, and uh, the same goes uh, for my uh, great-aunt. She only comes out to us every uh, Christmas now uh, because of her husband died of bad dementia in March 2021. So uh, there is always a very, very minor theme of loss at our uh, Christmases. And I'm hardly alone in this uh, because I'm sure that some of you listeners also experience the same each Christmas. Leading us on to terror management theory, theory, which is a branch of psychology research that was developed in 2015 with Jeff Greenberg, Tom Sykwich, and Sheldon Solomon writing the book The Worm at the Core, which is all about death anxiety, with the book proposing that death anxiety drives people to adopt a worldview that both defends as well as protects them from facing reality. Since the theory proposes that when a thoughts about death are Helping our awareness, we attempt to remove these thoughts by suppressing them, engaging in behaviours that reduce our sense of vulnerability, or we deny the threat exists. And also, I didn't put this in the blog post, but I mean, like, to come up with such an idea in the first place, I mean, you've got to be a bit pessimistic about life. <laughs> Like, I'm just saying, like, I don't know these researchers and, and I've never seen a talk that they've given, but, I mean, I would be a bit surprised if they're not pessimistic a bit about life. <laughs> okay, so we're going back to the blog post. In addition, terror management theory suggests that a lot of our own Life decisions are, in reality, the attractions that do help us deal well with our own death anxiety. In other words, the concerns and the worries that a person has about their own death, someone else's, or the process of dying itself. And I realise now that when I thought of doing this podcast episode, I thought it would be really cheery. But now I realise that I'm talking a lot about death, but I promise you it does get more cheery soon. Anyway, life choices like our careers, rituals and routines are all ways that allow us to give a meaning and purpose to our lives. And this allows us to believe that we're playing an important role in the world. Yet, according to this theory, these are only the abstractions from our death anxiety, and that the truth is, is that we live in a meaningless world. Now, personally, I can see where this is coming from, because in its most basic elements, it is correct, since in the grand scheme of things, the human lifespan is a mere flash of light. When in life, 
reality everyone can make a small but meaningful changes in another world and I choose to believe that this does have an impact over time. For example, and I've got to say, I know I go quite extreme with the next few examples, but I still think they're valid. <laughs> but I guess uh, this is just my own like, defence like, mechanisms here. <laughs> so, for example, when Nikola Tesla created the light bulb, sure, he had a massive impact on like, history and, uh, and uh, the world we lived in, but he wasn't alone. There had to be other small influences, impacts and other factors that led him to have the massive and hardly meaningless impact of giving us light. The same goes for the creators of Apple, Google and Amazon. These companies and their workers have changed the retail technology and other landscapes forever, and their impact will echo throughout the generations because of their meaningful impact, just like the people behind the Industrial Revolution. Equally, to put this in a more everyday context, a charity might do something useful and amazing and meaningful work that can lead to great things. For example, if a homeless charity helps a young person to get off the street, go over to a university and then become a doctor, that saves lives. The charity did a meaningful thing. Thing, but the charity is a useless without its donors, even the 50p donors. So what I'm trying to say here is that even the smallest actions can have a truly meaningful impact in the world. So yes, some actions are meaningless, but I think to say that all actions are meaningless is simply foolish. And yeah, that homeless charity example, I think, really, I was really stretching it there. Ernest Becker and Terror Management Theory However, Terror Management Theory isn't a new idea at all, because Ernest Becker wrote it back in 1973 in his book, The Denial of Death, that most human actions are very ignorant to our own mortality, as supposed with the following quote, open quote, It is faithful and ironic how the lie we need to live dooms us to a life that is never really ours, close quote. Therefore, it could be argued that everything we do in life from our search for wealth, power and, and influence are um, actually, and I realise that I'm talking very deep here, are all driven by our need to feel invincible and this in turn helps to protect us from our own fears about death. How terror management theory links with a Christmas. Surprisingly enough, we can still connect, connect Christmas 
accurate terror management theory because the rituals, consumerism and routines of the Christmas holiday season can definitely serve by this, uh, this function, but only if they'll be lettered. And like, this is what I'm talking about, about the more jolly and the more positive side of this episode. However, even though this podcast episode might have come across as a bleak and maybe a little depressing, it actually isn't meant to be, because that's a, a critical takeaway that all of us can use in our Christmas season. It is the takeaway that this um, Christmas, and whenever there are special occasions in our lives, if we approach them with a deeper and bigger appreciation of everyone and everything we have in our lives, then this can serve as a merry reminder that Christmas and the holiday season is a time of year to savour life, what really matters to us, and turn our thoughts to the people that are already living with the loss of loved ones and friends. Christmas really is a magical time of year, filled with presents, family and friends, and amazing food. But that is why Christmas is such a powerful time of year, because it really is the time of year to make ourselves feel better, strong, and certainly a lot less fearful about what will happen to all of us in the end. So I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that you got something out of it. I know that I definitely did. I think this was quite a surprising one because I didn't quite realise how bleak it would turn out in like at the end. But I think that this is a great way to end the year though. With a, a bleak episode but with such a hopeful message like, at the end of it because let's all start appreciating the people and the things that we have in our lives. So if you know someone who enjoyed today's episode then please share it with them. I'm always really grateful when wonderful people help us help spread the words about the podcast. And definitely check out Social Psychology, a guide to social and cultural psychology fourth edition. It's a brilliant book, and if you're interested in like, uh, this topic, then uh, there's a plenty more on it in uh, the book. But if you didn't want to buy a book, because you still wanted to give the podcast a bit of support, then you can uh, buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Con Whiteley. So, Happy New Year everyone, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to see the show notes, then please go to connorwhitely.net. And if you want a free Ada book psychology box set, then please go to connorwhitely.net. Have a great day and I'll see you next time.